This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very exciting week of the Joker's mustache. Last week was a somber week as we said goodbye to uh, Julie Newmar as Catwoman. But this week, uh, man, we've got a fantastic show, uh, a show that I'm very, very, very glad uh, they decided to do. Uh, We are talking about the height of the Batman 66 series and also the Green Hornet series. And the decision was made to bring these two shows together to create this week's a piece of the action. What's going on, Ordi? I am so confused right now by the words coming out of your mouth. Go ahead. You were saying this was some kind of great show, some kind of masterpiece. What were you watching? No, I, I wasn't saying this was a great show or a masterpiece. I, I'm saying this was a great concept and a beep, great idea. Beep, beep, no, beep. no, no. We, ha- we haven't gotten into the show yet. Marrying these two superheroes when both of, the, when both of these shows were very popular at the time, that was genius. I didn't get into the show yet. Would would you would you argue with that? <clears throat> well, I was not around when this originally aired. Okay, said before. Um, I was going to suggest perhaps that between this episode this week and the next week, what might be fun is we could watch a Green Hornet episode. Review that next week. After watching this, I do not want to watch any Green Hornet episodes. Bro, I got I got I got to tell you this. Green Hornet episodes were a lot less colorful and very much more boring uh, than Batman 66. In the interest of research, I I read up on Green Hornet. <clears throat> it said that it was not campy there was no the the comedy they played it very straight and i was like okay i'm going to watch one episode of green hornet i you know i saw it was only 22 minutes i was like okay can do that i made it about a little over halfway and then i was well you tapped out after 11 minutes tapping out wow 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 i didn't see enough Bruce Lee kicking things that may have helped. Yeah, I watched it, man. I watched it. It was no Batman, but I definitely watched it back then. Okay. I don't mean to diss as the kids said like 20 years ago, um, Mr. Hornet. But yeah, anyway. We'll, you know we'll what's funny, bro? The they, they later came out with the movie with uh, Seth Rogen. Correct. And that, too, was also played very straight and not a very good movie. I never saw that. Yeah, so not a very couldn't, good movie. Couldn't speak. I saw Green Lantern. Uh, not a very good superhero. That was, what, Green Lantern? Yeah. Green Lantern's a fine superhero. Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern was a terrible movie. But he would tell you that, too. 
Who should have played the Green Lantern? I don't know. I don't think I don't know that anyone could have. I don't know Adam West coming back from the de- from the dead could have made that work. I guess Adam West wasn't dead in 2011 or whenever that was made. Yeah, I don't believe so. All right, let's get yeah. to a piece of the action. Go ahead, RD. Uh, piece of the action. Original air date Wednesday, March 1st, 1967. Your fun fact for the day is Major League Baseball Commissioner William Eckert. Do you remember him? I don't remember. I, the, the commissioner after him had to be Bowie Kuhn, who I do remember. I do not remember this one, no. He approved the Baseball Writers Association of America's plan to name a Cy Young Award recipient from both the National and American Leagues. Oh, wow. Interesting. So you got the Cy Young. On, on the same day? Well, I mean, he's saying that you would each – League would get a side. Yeah, wow, interesting. Okay, that's a fun fact. Yeah, more fun than this episode. <laughs> See what I'm doing? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. The narrator tells us midnight in Gotham City, the very dead of night, the Green Hornet and Cato outside the pink chip stamp factory. Something must be very much amiss inside the pink chip stamp factory for them to invade. Batman's territory a long way from home indeed and from a for a people to snap shut in their faces at midnight Green Hornet Cato are there they show up they see this big pink door that has some very um I mean very pointed writing on it stamping room keep out this means you. But also, bro, very early on, the narrator is establishing uh, Green Hornet and Cato as the baby, uh, as the heels, by by pointing out they are invading Batman's territory and yeah. are a very long way from home. <clears throat> Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So inside, there are goons in pink coveralls and a guy with male pattern baldness happens to the best of us uh, and a curly mustache. And he is eating alphabet soup. You like alphabet soup? You like not a big Campbell's? fan of alphabet soup. No. Really? Yeah. I do the Campbell's uh, vegetable soup. It's alphabet soup. Do that yeah. quite often. The goons tell the leader they've got visitors, masked visitors. He's like, Oh, Batman and Robin. And they're like, no, it ain't Batman and Robin. It's Green Hornet and Cato. And he's like, what? Those two bust in. Gum says, couldn't you read the sign on the door? I, I very, I went to the trouble of having signage printed that says, out. This means you. And this means you means you. So... Green Hornet and Cato, they're not having any of this. They gas them. I guess that comes over from, I guess, did Green Hornet, but was that a big thing on his yeah. show is gassing yeah. people? Yeah. So they gas them. And then they look around for like, I don't know, how long was it? A half a second? Yeah. Maybe a second? And they're like, yeah, we've seen enough. Cato's like, we're not going to do anything? No, no. 
We've seen enough. <clears throat> the narrator, so we cut from there, but we cut right back to the same location. The narrator tells us, in the rosy-fingered morn. Sounds kind of lewd yeah, to me. A little bit. Pinky Pinkston comes in with a poodle that is dyed pink. I am going to state for the record, there is 0% chance you would be able to dye a dog pink the way they did this dog. And that dog looked absolutely miserable throughout this entire episode. Yeah, full full pink uh full pink bath. Yes. <clears throat> well, they tried to, but I don't know if the dog was, you know, kind of beige or I don't know if the dog was dirty or what. This was a pink dog that was like splotches of it weren't pink. It looked filthy. Yeah. And very unhappy. <clears throat> Price said you're going to be on Batman. That dog was all excited. They said, you're going to be on the Green Hornet do- crossover. The dog wasn't so happy then. <laughs> so she uh, asked, uh, Pinky asked, Colonel Gum, we learn, is this man's name. Why is he a colonel? Uh, not been established yet. <clears throat> what do you think the odds are that it will not be established? Uh, 1000%. But this guy was a very, very famous character actor back in okay. the day. This, this guy had been in a million things, bro. This, this villain. Yeah. Yeah. Can we be in agreement? This villain is one of the worst. This villain is not a villain. He's not, he, I, I wouldn't even put him in villain category. I was, I know. I almost hate to say this. I was almost sitting there going, you know, maybe that minstrel, Kid. Oh. <laughs> that mineral <miserable> kid. <laughs> yeah, what was his name? Van something. Van Johnson. Van <laughs> and, and isn't isn't the Green Hornet guy? Isn't his name Van as well? Yes. Yes. We could have had some Van on Van action. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, she asked Colonel Gum. I understand there were visitors here last night. What's going on? And he's like, Ah, there's some hoods. Some hoods. He told her. Says, I, I, we chased him away. And she says, well, I saw him coming out of a black limo. She said, I'm going to call Commissioner Gordon. And Gum's like, no, 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 no. You don't, you, you do not need to call Commissioner Gordon. And she says, you may be the foreman, but it's my business. And that's something you need to learn. So she calls Gordon's office. Gordon is thrilled to hear from her. And he says, can you describe the interlopers? Yes, I got that line. And so she does on the end. We don't hear her conversation. We just see Gordon going, what? What? Cut to Wayne Manor. The narrator tells us, while from a pink factory with a green intruder, we go to brick-colored stately Wayne Manor and a red bat phone. So, and Harriet and Dick, they're in the family room, living room, whatever. They're examining Bruce's stamp collection. Bruce, they're, they're very looking at this one particular stamp. Bruce says he doubts its value. It's, the watermark on it's not that great. 
And Aunt Harriet's like, Bruce, <clears throat> don't you forget you have a date today with Miss Pinkston. So, uh, Bruce and Dick, uh, go, uh, so Alfred comes out and he says, Hey, it's the bat phone. He's at least somewhat subtle about this. Right. So Bruce is like, let's go examine it on the microscope that we have in the study. And Aunt Harriet's doesn't even, she's let's, let's be realistic. I didn't check. Was she holstered this week? Wow. I, I, I didn't, I didn't take a good look either. Yeah, we we've been slacking on. Yeah, we that really plan. have. Yeah, uh, she as uh, she she won't even get up to go look at the microscope in the study, which she wouldn't be allowed to go into anyways, because of course that's his retreat from women folk. We've been told on a previous episode. So anyway, uh, Bruce goes to to answer the bat phone. Meanwhile, the Wayne Manor phone rings, and it's Britt Reed. Britt Reed, which is the alter ego of the Green Hornet. He says he's in town for the newspaper publishers convention. Serious question. Could you be at any place more boring than a newspaper publishers convention? The third hour of Raw? Check. Okay. Uh, he asks... And here, hey, can I speak to my buddy Bruce? And <clears throat> she says, uh, but she's Bruce is uh, already heading down the bat pole, so he doesn't have time. Bruce tells Alfred, find out where Britt's staying. I- I'll call him later. So he gives him the one off. And we do also establish that there is a rivalry between the two. Yes. Yeah. There is a rivalry since they were kids. Yes. We learned. So, yep. yep. They go down the bat poles. Uh, we cut to uh, you know what would be when they would head to Gordon's office. They are heading to Gordon's office, but the narrator tells us while the dynamic duo head for Gordon's office in double quick time, <clears throat> Britt Reed's making a little time of his own or trying to. So he's on the phone with Pinky. Mm-hmm. Britt is, and he is not happy. Because he finds out that Pinky is going out with Bruce for lunch and not himself. <clears throat> Pinky says, well, you can join us, you know, if you want. You know, you, you're help, welcome to join us. And he's like, not where you're concerned, Pinky. Because he, he doesn't want to share this woman. Yeah, yeah, no. Says he and Bruce have always been rivals ever since they were kids. He's not happy that she's going to lunch, but I think he agreed that he would go meet meet him up for right. lunch. We go to Gordon's office. Batman and Robin are there. Gordon says the newspapers, the radio, TV, Mayor Lindsay, Governor Stonefeller, they're all on my back. Because the rumor is that the Green Hornet is in our fair city for a piece of the action. So Batman says, something's not right. Says, that seems strange to me with this highness reputation for high stakes at a trading stamps factory, going to a trading stamps factory, that why on earth the Green Hornet's always high stakes? Why would he be going to some trading stamp factory? 
Yeah, also, I also want to point out again, Gordon referred to the Green uh, Hornet as the arch criminal. Yes. The Green, I, mean, I mean, yeah, they're setting him up as the heel, no doubt. Right. Right. But I think, yeah. Sometimes heel turns don't work, and yeah. people aren't buying them anyway. It's kind of pointless. Batman thinks about this. He goes, well, Miss Pinkston's father, Pinkus Pinkston, thanks parents for naming me that, may he rest in peace, was one of Gotham City's foremost stamp collectors. Right. So Bonnie, Commissioner Gordon's uh, secretary, we haven't heard from poor Bonnie. Where does he keep her? Oh, yeah, we haven't heard from her in a Where has she been? Yeah, yeah. Remember whenever she got replaced for a while by that Pill woman popper. that just just brought in platters yeah. of drugs? Right. <laughs> Those were good times. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he says, uh, well, uh, Bonnie's notes, you have a visitor, and it is Britt Reed. So Britt Reed comes in to see Commissioner Gordon, and, of course, he's thrilled to meet Batman and Robin. Britt said he's having, he says, oh, Batman, having lunch with one of your one of your friends Bruce Wayne and so <clears throat> you can tell there's already a little bit of friction there yeah and Gordon says we're just discussing a criminal Mr. Reed with whom you are no doubt familiar the green hornet from your own bailiwick had you ever heard the term bailiwick? I actually have. I, I Did actually, you really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely heard that term, yes. Okay. Do you know what it means? No. It's, uh, from the district or jurisdiction of a bailiff, apparently. Okay. Learn something new every day. So Britt gives a sideways glance. It's like the Green Hornet in Gotham City. Well, that shouldn't disturb you, Batman. Your name is legend among crime fighters. And Batman blows him off, says, you know, legends are sometimes highly overrated, Mr. Reed. He then says, uh, you know, we're going to figure out what the deal is with this Green Hornet. We're going to go back to the Batcave. And Robin says, maybe the Bat computer can tell us a little bit more about our pea green adversary. <laughs> yeah. So, Robin, you almost kind of wonder, did they know? When they first showed up, there was a little bit of intrigue there. Has Britt Reed figured out that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Does Batman know that Britt Reed is the Green Hornet? Yes, because there's a lot of facials. Right. He had a lot of facials during this, so I assume they know who each other is. Batman and Robin are going to head to the Batcave, but first we go to the pink stamp factory. Colonel Gum talks to one of his cronies named Reprint. And he he basically says, Reprint, your reprints kind of suck. You need to step up your game. So the, the story is here, they're making counterfeit stamps. Right. They hear Pinky coming, and Colonel Gum says, ah, Here comes the pink prima donna down her private stairway. Look busy, men, and look honest, which I thought was about the funniest thing. Then, uh, funniest thing on this episode, I should say. There wasn't a lot of comedy, folks. No. And then something happened that made me very upset. 
I don't know if you've caught this. Pinky comes in, and she got a musical interlude. Do you did you recognize what it was? I did not. It was Marsha Queen of Diamonds theme. Oh, this it, woman is not worthy of that. Yeah, yeah. We learned that her dog's name is Apricot. Now, what, did I mention how miserable that dog? If looks? the dog was Apricot, why was he pink? Had, yeah, yeah. Don't I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. She tells Gum that the intruders she has figured out they may have been the Green Hornet and Cato. She just gives him that information, then she leaves. She says, uh, and Gum's like not happy. It's like we gotta we gotta take care of this woman. As you boys grow older and more experienced, you'll find there's more than one way to skin a pink cat. First of all, I thought that was a dog, not a cat. That is a dog. Why did he say there's a way to skin a pink cat? Maybe that's in a homage to a Catwoman's last show last week. Oh, see, now you're just making me sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We go to the Bat Cave. The Bat Computer, it appears like it's malfunctioning or something. Batman explains, because they're trying to figure out, okay, let's figure out some information on the Green Hornet. So <clears throat> they do not know Green Hornet's secret identity. Right. That is revealed here because they're trying to figure it out. Right. Batman says, one thing we overlooked when we constructed the Bat Computer is the dual identity Bat sensor. So apparently this contraption has no ability to figure out anyone's secret identity. Right. That seems to, that seems to be a pretty major oversight there, Batman. And and Robin even says holy oversight. <clears throat> he says we can't blame our faithful friend for provide failing to provide us the clues we need on the Green Hornet. No human mind has solved our own duplicity. Who in reality are Batman and Robin? So the the computer overhears this and it says. Batman and Robin, cowed crime fighters, real identities unknown. It's like, see, can't can't figure it out. Says, <clears throat> the next time we're in town, we'll pick up parts for a dual identity bat sensor. What store sells that? Maybe, I don't know, maybe the printer guy? Maybe he does that on the side? I was thinking Radio Shack, so I did a little bit of research. Radio in the Shack. Radio Shack to see if it was around. Oh, of course it was. <clears throat> in 1966. Do you know when Radio Shack came into existence? I would say probably around the 50s. 1921. Wow, really, man, really. Man, they had great stereo equipment, Radio Shack, man. I, w- I was very sad when they went under. What about... Oh, no, 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 no. What? They haven't gone under. They're under. No. They still exist? There's one in Rushville, Indiana. Yeah. Population 6,341. It's about maybe an hour and a half for me as the crow fly. And there's only one. No, there are other ones. Generally, they're just like uh, cell phone stores. Yeah. they. they This one is not a cell phone store. This is actually a good old-fashioned radio shack. I got a lot of... Yeah. Apparently the guy owned the Radio Shack for years. 
<coughs> when they were going under, he somehow worked out a deal so he could keep it as a Radio Shack. Yeah, I uh, I bought m- much stereo equipment from Radio Shack. What about uh, Robin getting so excited when the uh, uh, machine started going uh, crazy and he says, it, it heard you, it's trying. It tried. It tried, right, but they didn't have the right parts. Right. Right. They'll go pick some up. Yeah. Anyway, Bruce says he needs to go get to his date. And Dick, you need to go study your French. How many years of French is Dick Grayson taking? A lot. A lot. We go to, I I usually just put in all caps so I can very easily know what scene it is. So it'll say Batcave, Gordon's office, just bold, all caps, very simple. Right. This one, I have literally written lunch at a lingerie show. With eight question marks. Well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it was, yes. Was this a thing in the 60s where you would just go to a, a, a nice restaurant and there would just be a lingerie show going on? It almost seemed like it was a special showing. It seemed like a special showing, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So skanks appear at a restaurant. In lingerie, so does Pinky and Apricot and Bruce and Brit. So Bruce sees a girl coming up, very scantily dressed. Both guys are kind of, you know, hitting on the the, the lingerie models. Bruce says, "That's a really nice outfit." Well, what size is it? She says, "It's five 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 five." And he's like, is that a size? She's like, no, that's my phone number. Yeah. Ask for June. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Pinky is not really down with, first of all, her own problem. I don't know who booked where this date was. It was who who booked where this, was it Bruce? Was it Pinky? Was it Britt? Was it the, the dog? I would think Pinky. <clears throat> well, then it's her own fault. That okay? Little advice. I don't want to try and give advice to the lovelorn or anything. But if you're a woman and you're setting up a date, especially where you're going to have two guys that you want to fight over you, don't say, "Yeah, we're going to go to Hooters." <laughs> what, what? 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 What is wrong with this woman? Yes, she probably didn't think it through. Maybe put in the right time she needed to put in. Well, she's very upset about this. They're flirting with the models. The boys start to get like a little agitated with each other. And they both say, you know, Pinky, you don't need to worry about this. I'm going to, Bruce is like, I'm going to, I know Batman. I want to make sure that he's checking your factory. Britt, not to be outdone, says, and I'm going to find out, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to find out more about this Green Hornet guy. We'll do it. We'll do an investigation on him. So Bruce is going to take care of Batman. Britt's going to take care of Green Hornet. And she says, oh, that's uh, that's great. You know, I'm." she leaves and says, you guys can fight over the check. So this was, this was kind of funny. 
Bruce says, uh, Pinky invited me to lunch, and you invited her. Thank you. And then he stiffs him with the check. Right. Bruce Wayne stiffs someone with <clears throat> Do you think his, Bruce is a good tipper? It's an ad, it's his adversary, bro. It ain't just someone. This is clearly his adversary. Do you think Bruce is Bruce oh, Wayne's yeah, a good tipper? Absolutely. You think? Yeah, yeah. Is Britt a good tipper? Probably, yeah. I mean, he's super rich too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, elsewhere in the restaurant, Colonel Gum is there, and he's trying to get alphabet soup. The poor waiter says, the only alphabet soup we have is tomato, split pea, and clam chowder. That's a pretty good range of alphabet soup. Uh, yeah. I only knew of one alphabet soup, and it came in a in a little can. Yeah. White, about three quarters up, little red label around the top. You can get you can get split P alphabet soup at this joint. Hmm. Yeah. Also, Colonel Gum has a British accent now for some reason. What? Where was that? It's kind of all over the place. Yeah, it it, it really is. It really is. Yeah. <clears throat> the boys then decide they're going to go to a stamp dealer. A stamp dealer. We go to Severov's stamp shop. Severov is a Ruski. He's a Russian. Probably an evil Russian, right? Oh, Were the oh, Russians oh. evil in 1967? Oh, big time, bro. Okay. Big time, yeah. <clears throat> he tells us there are only 12 of the stamps Bruce has that were ever printed, and they were made over 100 years ago. And Bruce is like, well... Hopefully it's worth what I paid for it the other day when I bought it from you. So there's a little bit of friction there as well. And so Bruce is like, tell me about this stamp called the Gotham Gothic. And he says, oh, you know, I've, I've heard of it. I don't know where it might be. And so he eventually shows Brit and Bruce out and, of course, reveals himself as Colonel Gum. So this, this Ruski was actually Colonel Gum. He calls reprint on the phone. I keep wanting to say rerun, like from what's happening. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He calls reprint, tells him, dude, you need to kick it in high gear. There's trouble. There's trouble in town. We got to get this done. And reprint says, not, you know, not to worry. Uh, you'll flip when you see my latest batch of, of phony stamps. They're not fuzzy at all. He's so proud of himself telling Colonel Gum this on the phone. And then he looks over, and Pinky's heard the entire conversation. She knows <clears throat> these guys are no good nicks. The narrator tells us Colonel Gum isn't the only one who smells trouble as he ends Bur- Boris Severov's day's activity. Britt Reed begins the Green Hornets evening intrigue. So we go to their penthouse. I guess it's a penthouse they got. Uh, Britt and Cato, we get to see Cato, uh, discuss how Batman and Robin will be on their tails. <clears throat> and he says, well, to the world at large, they're known as the Cape Crusaders, fearless crime fighters. Whereas due to the nature of our operation, the same world looks at us as criminals. 
Only a very few know different. So I'll turn my Hornet Sting to half maximum power. I don't want to get careless and hurt Batman if we clash. What it, what's the Hornet's sting? Like the, uh, the, th- think of the gun as like a taser. Okay, so he has a taser. Yeah, pretty much. And it'll just lower the sting of the gun. Got it, got it. Cicado says, well, <clears throat> you also, uh, you'll always have your gas gun. And Green Hornet is like, yep, I got that. There's nothing that can stop us from gaining our ends. So they're getting ready. They're already prepping that they know there is going to be trouble between them and Batman. And And I also learned here, which I didn't either. I didn't realize or I forgot that the the uh, face mask was actually like goggles. I thought it was was just it was just a pair of glasses. Yeah, I thought it was something that wrapped Mm -hmm. around his head. No. Yeah. No. Interesting. No. We go to the stamp factory to the battlefield. And speaking of warfare, <clears throat> Pinky wants Gum to tell her the truth. She's like, I know, I overheard this conversation. I know you guys are no good nicks. And she is really ticked. But then they just say, Gum's like, I ah, just take her away. Lock her in the office. Says, we'll make our big kill at the stamp exhibition tomorrow night. So... At the stamp factory, the Batmobile shows up, and they note there's no sign of Black Beauty. Now, Black Beauty is the uh, is essentially Green Hornet's Batmobile, right? Yes. Can you explain anything about this car? Not really, man. It's just a basic black car. They referred to it as a Cadillac before earlier in the show. It's a black car with the windows blacked out. I mean, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Batman and Robin are like, well, there's Black Beauty's not here. So they go park the Batmobile. Within, I don't know, five seconds, Black Beauty shows up and Green Hornet and Kato get out. <clears throat> and so Batman and Robin see them get out of the car. And Robin's like, let's go get them. And Batman's like, no, no, no. Let's just wait. Let's see what's going on. Let's see if we can figure out what's happening here. So they watch through a window and Hornet is talking to gum and ask for a piece of the action. They wanted to make sure you remembered what the title of this show was. They've already mentioned it two or three times. Hornet rats out gum and says, dude, I know you were that Russian stamp dealer. You know, you're not fooling me at all. And so he says, uh, they, he goes, well, okay, I want you to take a look at uh, <clears throat> this contraption I've made. It's an enlarged perforating and coiling machine. And Green Hornet and Cato, this was not very heroic or very smart. They're just like, oh, okay, we'll take a look at that. Huh? And then they just get pushed into the machine. Bro, here's a little backstory on the Black Beauty. You ready? Please. Yes. The Black Beauty was Britt Reed's new car when first mentioned in the radio series. Due to the fact that it was witnessed at the scene of a crime, unfortunately, Britt could, now, uh, could not allow himself to be linked to its presence there. 
Also, the car at the time had a defective horn that sounded like the buzz of a hornet in flight. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yes, the, the, the episode of that that I watched or attempted to watch, it had the Flight of the Bumblebee was the theme music. There's a yeah. riff on it. The uh, Black Beauty was stored underneath Britt of uh, Reed's garage. A set of switches on a secret control panel behind the tool, ward, tool wall would subsequently lower the lights, attach clamps to the axles of Reed's personal car, rotate the floor of the garage, hiding Reed's car and blinging up the Black Beauty, and four, unclamp the Black Beauty's axles. The yes. Black Beauty would then exit the garage through a hidden rear door and enter the street from behind a billboard advertising the fictitious product Kissin' Candy Mints with the slogan, How Sweet They Are. That was cleverly designed to separate down the middle and rejoin. Yes. <clears throat> that was, I will say this for that show, that was a awesome that looked so cool whenever they did that reveal yeah do you remember whenever they would do that yes it would yes. flip the car and stuff yeah. that i will give i will give credit that was that was awesome yeah so anyway they get thrown in the stamp machine the goons throw them into it gum says you know my motto boys always stamp out evil at this point they see batman and robin <clears throat> and uh, Gum's like, let's give them a good pasting. See, because it's stamps. Yeah. We get a fight. Batman and Robin take way too long to dispatch these. I, I, I was going to call them middle-aged men. No way. No way. No. These guys were older than me and you. Yeah. Him and Agers at that, too. <sighs> But Batman and Robin get stuck on an undetachable glue pad. We hear we've all heard how the dynamic duo sticks together through thick and thin, but this time you're really stuck <clears throat> on a detach undetachable glue pad. While the Green Hornet and his men, uh, his masked companion, are being blocked, gummed, and perforated in that machine, Batman drops the bomb on this guy. And says, you satanic, mad stamp man. <laughs> and Gum's like, satanic? Sa satanic? He goes, well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I am satanic. But <clears throat> mad stamp man, you know, yeah, probably so. They pull out a stamp on the other side of the machine of the Green Hornet. Holy human collector's item. Gum says, as soon as I tack up the other mask marauder, who is even now being perforated in that machine, it will be your turn, dynamic duo. I know you've faced many deadly perils and escaped in many devious manners, but you have never been so close to being completely stamped out as you are right now. Did you see that? what the name of the machine was? I thought it was the enlarged, uh, I almost said something else, the enlarged perforating and coiling machine. Okay. You, did you say that? Yes. Oh, I missed it. Okay. Like yeah. three times. It's okay. You were too busy 
looking up something on the internet. I was looking up the Black Beauty. Oh, okay. We'll let you slide. The green. Uh, so we see Green Hornet is a stamp. Stamp. We have not seen Cato come out of this machine yet. Right. It says the Green Hornet and Cato blocked, gummed, and perforated, <clears throat> then thumbtacked to the wall as collectors' items. Will Batman and Robin follow when they're detached from the undetachable glue pad? Don't stampede. Stay close to your stamping grounds tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat. Very channel. convoluted episode. Very confusing. The yeah. I, I the the Pinky's dad owned the stamp that disappeared when he died. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Very very convoluted episode, bro. I'm not going to argue with you there. You want a fun fact? Go ahead, <clears throat> Pinky. This is not this actress's first appearance on the show. She appeared as a crony to none other than the Mad Hatter in an earlier episode. Interesting. But I swear to God, she looked familiar to me. For a minute, I was thinking, was this the broad that uh, Robin married? But it it was not. Broad. Yeah, it was not. Yeah. Who was this broad? I thought I thought the broad was the one that Robin had married in the Joker episode, but it wasn't. No, no, she was. She was. I went back and and I was curious to see because, of course, we'll review Pinky next episode. I don't think we review. I don't know if we were always reviewing the girls since the beginning. Oh, I think we were. <clears throat> I listened. I did not hear us review this woman because I was curious if. How we would review her with the Mad Hatter versus her with Colonel Gum, but I don't unless, think we—I don't um, think we did review unless her. her role with the Mad Hatter was a very very small one. May have been. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know because I remember looking it up, and it said, uh, "Let's just take a look." We have a little bit of time. Don't I could have sworn, bro, that we uh, we we we've been reviewing from the beginning. I am going to look and see if I can find. I'll have to. I'll have to look it up. Uh, I know that whenever we did this, okay, it was it was in a very early episode. I think. I think she. I. I do believe she was in. Uh, like a. I thought it was. I will have to do a little more research to okay. see. She was she was definitely in. I want to say she was in the first, <clears throat> the first of the episodes, uh, first of the Mad Hatter episodes. So I'll, I'll hold on. I'll just find out real quick. We got time. <laughs> oh my goodness! <clears throat> Almost need to have the net nanny on for that. Oh I looked up this actress and she came up like naked, naked, naked. That's the way my wife says naked too. And she's from Indiana. Yeah. We're all just a bunch of hillbillies. Uh, I will, I will look it up. So she was, uh, let's just take it. And let's see what she was in. She was of course, pinky. And she <clears throat> was, 
in uh, I think she was in the Thirteenth Hat Mad Hatter episode. Yes, played Lisa in the Thirteenth Hat, <clears throat> the Thirteenth Hat, and uh, the and Batman Stands Pat. That would have been very. Early I bet on you it was a very 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 small role. She was in two episodes. Yeah, I bet it was a small role. I I don't think it was. Hmm. Hold on. So I could have sworn we were rating from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I will do a little more research. Okay. Did you know that there is actually a website that review that recaps all of our recaps? No. Yeah. Interesting. WrestleCrapRadio.com. Very nice. They actually review every single one. Very nice. In, in insane detail. So very nice. All right. Listen, uh, speaking of insane detail, what's going on at the arcade? I always like to hear about business at the arcade. <clears throat> uh, July 8th, we are getting ready for King of Arcade, where we will be having yet another throwdown where uh, you can come in. You can uh, be in a tournament of sorts where you can qualify on like one machine. Let's say you want to try and qualify on Ms. Pac-Man. Maybe you can qualify on that. And then we'll take either the, probably take the top 16. And then we will go through and we'll determine how we're going to whittle this down. We have done like different things over the years. Like people think, oh, you probably haven't played. <clears throat> street fighter against each other. Yeah, we've done that. Or you may have different people race against each other and get a winner out of that. We've done that. However, we've also done other things like had people play Tetris against each other. Oh my gosh. Play other air hockey against each other. It just depends on what kind of mood I'm in that day. Is to, So you don't know what that is yet. Yeah, figure it out. Interesting. Not saying that I like Tip, tip the scales or anything, yeah. but we, the, the the council of Ruperts will whisper to each other. Okay, what should we, what should we have these guys play? You know, very nice, very nice. <laughs> what about um, WrestleCrap Doc? Oh my goodness, I worked on an induction this week that I don't know how many brain cells I had when I started writing this, but I know when I was mm. done, it was a lot fewer. Did you ever see the movie Harry and the Hendersons? Oh, of course. You did? Yeah. Oh, please do explain because I've never Great seen movie. it. Great movie. They hit a uh, they hit a uh, they hit a Bigfoot in the woods and the uh, Bigfoot kind of becomes part of the family. They take care of the Bigfoot. The Bigfoot lives with them. And uh yeah, that's the basically the theme of the movie. Do you know there was a television show of this? I think I did know that. Yes. Did you know Hacksaw Jim Duggan appeared on one of those episodes? That I did not know. No. Did you know they put the they put the uh, the Sasquatch in a wrestling mask and had him do a wrestling match on one of the episodes? That I did not know. Yeah, you'll know whenever you read the induction at WrestleCraft. Oh my gosh, I I did not know all that. That was a very very funny movie. I did not know all that wrestling history though. There you go. Yes. Yeah, so they had, they had, yeah, apparently the uh, same guy that played Harry in the movie also played it in the season one of the, for, of the television show. Wow. So that's when this was. That's a fun fact. All right, guys, yeah. check that out, man. WrestleCrap.com. 
And of course, in if you're in his neck of the woods, stop by the arcade. What is Rupert's it? Rupert's Kids Arcade. You can check it out. Facebook.com slash Rupert's Kids Arcade charity. There you go. All right, everybody. We will be back. I I, I believe there is a fight uh, between Batman Robin and Green Hornet and Cato in the next episode. And there's a lot of folklore to that fight that I think we'll be talking about. And we will see you next week. On the episode. You didn't even ask oh, what the episode name was. What's the name of the episode? This was a piece of the action. Yes. <laughs> next week, it's Batman's Satisfaction. Batman's Satisfaction next Can't week. Let me know. No, no, no. S- yeah. Uh, same bad time. Same bad channel. All right. We'll see you next week.